0: I think a lot of people use their words as weapons because they don't respect the institution of marriage enough. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships.
1: BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the BKF podcast. We are so excited you are back with us today. Uh, If you haven't already... Please take an opportunity like, share, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Audible, just know that we love you. But the full version of this podcast in video format is on our YouTube channel. You can go and check that out. Subscribe and get alerted every single week when we drop a new podcast. Today, yes. we're going to be expanding upon our series. We started last week. So if you mm-hmm. haven't watched last week, go back uh, on A Marriage Reflecting God.
1: Yes. So guys, we kind of did an intro into the series last week. Yep. And so this week we're actually going to be talking about um six steps that we can take to have a marriage that reflects God. Now there are so many more, yeah. Um, but these were just the six that we felt like, yeah. You know, the Lord really spoke to us about when we were writing the book. And so I'm going to run through these, but today we're going to concentrate on the first three, yeah. And then next week we'll go into the remaining. So these are there are six steps backed with scripture, yeah um that you know we believe can transform your marriage into the type of relationship God designed and so one it's pray together every mm. day we mm. talk about this a lot two be intentional in your communication three recognize marriage as a faithful commitment to your spouse and to God mm. four forgive freely five show your spouse the grace Christ has shown you and six love with humility
0: Yes, and again, this is all coming from our book that we'll release in September, Blended and Redeemed, Mm -hmm. uh, which, get excited, we're excited about it, ready to release it. Um, But yeah, we are passionate about, you know, we're a step family ministry, blended family ministry, and we're passionate about equipping... families. But we also want to focus on the most important relationship that we have here on earth, which is our marriage, and really divorce-proofing the next generation. So that's why we're going to go into these six steps. And we're going to dive into them um, and just kind of talk about, you know, on a spiritual side and a yep. practical side. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about praying together. Mm-hmm. So I have counseled hundreds of couples and Christian couples, and I ask them every time, how often do you pray together? Mm-hmm. And it, you would think I asked them, like, who stole the cookie <laughs> from the cookie jar? Because they all look at me like I'm kind of like a little crazy there. Um, you know, I, maybe some people are taught, and, and I don't know if this is a, this is a, this is a generational thing, but they're taught that prayer is like it's your own quiet time. It's mm-hmm. it's it's only meant to be done alone.
1: Yeah. And
0: what we talk about in a marriage reflecting God is the fact that God put you together as a married couple to glorify Him, mm-hmm. to follow His Word. And prayer is our weapon together uh, as a couple. So let let's talk about us. Um we pray together yes. every night. Yes. Um, and we take turns praying. Mm-hmm. So well
1: and we don't just pray together at night. We, no. we we pray together multiple times during the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we pray a little bit different. Yeah. And that's okay. Um and we want to be accepting of, you know, your spouses, you know, the way they, you know, communicate with God, the way they pray. Some people are more eloquent, some people are a little shorter. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. But why, Vanessa, is it important that we pray together?
1: You know, we've talked about this a lot and, you know, being in prayer and coming to the presence of God together with your spouse, it's the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. It's a a very strong weapon against the enemy and prayer is what activates the armor of God. Mm. So when you talk about in the book of Ephesians, you know, the helmet of salvation, you know, the shield of faith, the sword, you know, the belt of the belt of truth, you know, um, all the different pieces, the breastplate of righteousness, boots of peace, you know, those things are activated whenever we pray. And when we can come into prayer with our spouse, you know, it's not only a weapon against the enemy, but it's also the most intimate act that we can have together mm-hmm. with our spouse, um, aside from sexual intimacy.
0: Yeah. And that, it also gives us an opportunity to connect and mm-hmm. to, you know, to hear what's on the heart of our spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we pray for our marriage. We pray for our kids. We, we thank God for blessing us. We thank God for opportunities in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also come uh, come to Him and asking for, you know, uh, healing, for asking to prayers for our family, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that we do every uh, every day together. But surprisingly, only 11% of couples pray together. But the divorce rate of those 11% is less than 1%. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you about, again, we talk about mirroring the way God created marriage Mm -hmm. and doing it his way and seeing the benefits of that and praying together is just one of those steps.
1: Yeah, and you know that it makes me think of the old saying: when you pray together, you stay Mm -hmm. together. And I, I mean, you guys, it couldn't be more true. Um, And praying with your spouse, it's it's like putting a a heavenly shield of protection. You know, I think of the like, you know, the shield of faith. Like it's like putting that big shield around the both of you, and it deflects all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Um, And I want to read a scripture from Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 54, 17, and it says, No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me declares the Lord. Um, and the enemy wants to raise his weapons up against you, but mm-hmm. I love that the Word of God reminds us that they will not succeed when we cover our families in prayer, when we cover our marriage in prayer, when we cover you know, our spouse, mm-hmm. you know, friends. All the things, and so that's i think it's I think sometimes we can um, just our flesh we can you know i don't want to say undermine but you know not see the significance mm-hmm. of what prayer does,
0: yeah, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but praying for your spouse as well, um I kind of. Want to dive that just for a second. One, you know, I know in a marriage you get, you know, sometimes the him and halls of the relationship, you can get kind of sideways or maybe get your feelings hurt uh, a little bit. I get my feelings hurt a little bit sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but, Pray, praying for your spouse, it, it, it brings down the guards, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it really fights the fight that, that is that is being waged against your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you're coming in alignment as the husband or the wife uh, in correlation to your spouse of, mm-hmm. of, of getting that protection. So... Yeah don't want to understate its power, guys. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm a man, I love stats, and I just look at it and say, hey, if you pray together, yeah. your marriage is going to be stronger, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be closer, you're going to be more intimate, uh, and you're aligning the way God wants. Yeah. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is intentional communication.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is intentional communication?
1: You know, we talk about this in the book, and it talks about the communication is like the cardiovascular system of Mm. the body. And I think when we're intentional about it, you know, when you think about the intentionality of your health and you're working out, Mm -hmm. when you're intentional about it, you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel better. You know, you're going to have better energy. And so Mm -hmm. I think when we're, you know, intentional with our communication – you know, your marriage is going to thrive, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have more joy and happiness because you're on the same page. You're in alignment with one another and you're in alignment with God.
0: Yeah. And, and if you look at this, you know, what does that mean? Intentional communication, meaning I'm intentionally saying something to my spouse yeah. that I want to convey to them, that I want to make them feel. So whether that is husbands, you know, we need to tell our wives, you know, that they're beautiful, that they, you know, that they're amazing, that they're sweet, that they're, oh, I know that they're they're all those things that we know that they want to hear uh and wives you know telling your husband hey i'm proud of you i am so thankful for you these are these are like uh it's like ice cream for the soul (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know you just like you feed on them you want to hear those things yeah um and and I, I'm just going to relay this one little little message here for step-parents, because I, I know we have a lot of blended families, but telling your step, the, you know, the biological, telling the step-parent, hey, I'm proud of you, you're doing great. Yeah. These are the things that we need to hear. That's yeah. intentional communication.
1: Absolutely. Well, and as I was referring to communication being the cardiovascular system of your marriage, mm. you know, and, and of your family, um, it's carrying the life that God gives to all... Uh, to every part of your marriage and family. Mm -hmm. So if you think of communication, it's literally the thing that feeds everything else. And without it, Mm -hmm. you know, things start to shut down. There's barrier, there's um, hindrances Mm -hmm. or barriers, you know, In the communication, which can cause chaos, confusion, dysfunction, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And the enemy uses miscommunication, you guys, to create strife and division in marriage. He uses Mm -hmm. it to create strife and division in your family. And in Matthew, I think in the book of Matthew, I think it's chapter 12, it talks about Mm -hmm. from out of the abundance, uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, you know, a lot of times whenever we do have that disconnection or that lack of communication, um you know, and we build, there's a buildup of resentment or anger, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes out in the people that we're closest to, that's Mm going to come out on your spouse. It's going to come out on your children. Um, and a lot of times, you know, how we speak to our spouse or to our family members, it's not necessarily how you're feeling about them, but it's an inner reflection of how you're feeling about Mm -hmm. yourself.
0: Well, and today with technology and the things that we have at our fingertips, you know, sometimes we can, it, it can, we can take advantage of a tool that really is not meant for marriage communication. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this uh, and we, we practice this, uh, I think, just because of, of the way you and I communicate. We don't text a lot. You mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. or if we do it's very, very short right. it's very we don't send long paragraphs of texts yeah. that say hey this this is a problem that we have, and this is all that I feel about it. Uh, we just don't do that with our technology, mm-hmm. so we save those those conversations for you know times when you and I can sit and talk yeah. uh, and really be respectful and intentional of our marriage yeah. i I think a lot of people use their words as weapons. Because they don't respect the institution of marriage enough. That's good. These couples, they get into a habit where they think they can say anything at any time, in any moment, Mm -hmm. and they don't realize the damage that it does. They don't realize that, you know, that, again, we talk about this, I say this a lot, we talk about this a Mm -hmm. lot. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He will use things in your life that will alter or blur the way you communicate. Mm-hmm. And as a couple, as a married couple, when you sit down and understand that God created you to be intentional to each other, to have that moment of intimacy, and and that includes communication, yeah. to sit down and talk through your problems, not use other means mm-hmm. that just exacerbate a bigger problem.
1: Well, and Good communication requires patience. It requires Mm. grace. It requires love and mutual respect. Um, And there's a few verses that I want to read you guys because, you know, once we deal with personal issues that Mm. we're going through, we can retune our hearts to what God says about us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, I just want to read a few verses. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalms mm-hmm. one thirty nine, fourteen. We are sinners saved by grace, Ephesians two, eight through nine. We are heirs to the kingdom, Romans eight, seventeen. We are loved by God, John three, sixteen. And so, um, you know, active communication requires talking and listening. And so we have to have, like I said, that mutual respect. We have to have that grace, that patience, and that love. Um, and we have to make sure, you know, like we, I was just talking about, that our hearts are aligned and we retune them, mm-hmm. you know, if there's anything um, that's causing di- strife or disunity from mm-hmm. a lack of communication.
0: Yeah. No, I, and again, I communication side of marriage is is it can be one of the more challenging ones. So I I want to encourage you that if you're having those issues, kind of go back to, again, what we talked about first, which is praying together. If you and your spouse are not communicating effectively, start with prayer. And just ask God to help you become better communicators to each other mm-hmm. and watch what He can do in your marriage. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about today, and then next week we're going to talk about four through six, but we're mm-hmm. going to talk about recognizing marriage as a faithful commitment to your spouse and to God.
1: Yes. So it's not just a covenant between your, you and spouse, but it's also a covenant between you and God. And we touched on this mm. last, last week, week yep. um, as well. And so, you know... Um, when you add children into the mix, I mean, that's a life changing dynamic right there.
0: Yeah. And as blended families, and we know most of our audience is blended um, guys, we don't address this problem lightly. We address it with the seriousness that it needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. is God created marriage in a priority levels. Mm -hmm. And, the relationship with him being number one, the relationship with your spouse being number two or number one on this earth, mm-hmm. and then your children to be in, in a step behind that. Um, we do this, and then in by part, we honor God through those decisions. We honor him as he laid out marriage to us, um, and we look at the marriage as that commitment to doing it God's way and understanding the priorities that he has set in front of us. Um we know that if you're in a blended family, that um, having a healthy marriage is very important to you at this point. Um, You can see what ground you've come from before Mm -hmm. and moving into your new marriage. We want you to do it God's way. And he puts out a very simple explanation for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um... You know, you read it last week, and it was Ephesians 5.33. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it's just saying, you guys, that, you know, before marriage, Scripture tells us that our chief duty is to our parents. But then as we become married and we say, I do, everything shifts then to our spouse. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when we remember that and we follow that, uh, earth, you know, like I said, our earthly priorities shift from parents and mm. as our number one to our spouse is number one. And that's when we become one flesh.
0: Yeah. And then if, if you look at the family as a whole, you know, setting your family up to serving Christ mm-hmm. is again how we honor God in our marriage. Yeah. You know, we're looking at the next generation. We're looking at the next people behind us, and we're teaching them how to do marriage. But creating a family dedicated to serving and loving Him, both as, as individuals and as a family, yeah. is again honoring your commitment, honoring your covenant with God. Uh, and when you can do that just by making those decisions, mm-hmm. you know, we talked just about communication, we talked about praying together, mm-hmm. all of that, that is coming into alignment with the covenant you made as a Christ follower and in the covenant you made to your spouse uh, when you aligned in marriage.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, a good scripture, and it's our family scripture, mm-hmm. but it's Joshua twenty four fifteen, and it's, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so mm-hmm. if you don't have a family mission verse, feel free to borrow that one. Um,
0: I remember <laughs> but, saying that at our wedding. Yeah, you said uh, it,
1: it was in, Scott said it in his wedding vows. And so, you know, again, you guys, and we can't preach on this enough or teach it enough, but, you know, our commitment to God first and our spouse, that sets your ma- your family and your children up for success. It's what sets them on a path um, of just, you know, God honoring children and future mm-hmm. legacies and generations. Um, they're going to change the world.
0: Well, and, and something that's just on my heart it, to, to somebody who may be listening to this, and they may be listening to this going... Well, I want to do all this, I, I, I see the alignment, I see my relationship with Christ, but I don't have people, my family around me is not yeah. supporting this decision, and you're talking about a marriage reflecting God, and I want that, but man, there are so many, as you've talked about, flaming arrows people that are coming against you, I just want to encourage you to stay the path. Stay Mm -hmm. in alignment to your relationship with Christ and get into prayer about your family um, and see how that reflects in your intentional communication. See how it reflects in how you start the way you treat your spouse, the way you treat your husband, the way you treat your wife. That power is enough to change everything.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So definitely want to encourage you there, guys. We hope that you've enjoyed this part of where we went through the first three. Next week, we're going to talk about forgiving. We're going to talk about showing uh, grace to your spouse and loving with humility. Thank you so, so much for being here with us. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: Be blessed in all that you do today.
0: Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.